a special episode of Church and Other Drugs. <clears throat> I don't like it. We're going to restart. Ah, uh, no. Okay, I won't restart. Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. Live. Live. Uh, and in concert. Live? Live and in concert from Dallas, Dallas Texas. From Dallas, Texas. We're, we're deep in the heart of Texas. We're in uh, Lower Greenville, Texas, in Dallas. That sounds almost more Southern. Yeah, that's... Well, yeah. What's the difference between yeah. a Southern and a, Cajun? a West or a Western accent? Like, like oh, a Texas I, I think accent. Like a te- tootin' and shootin' it. Well, yeah. Southern, which is like... Southern more. is, you know, I'm going to pick a fence and uh, I'm, I, you know, I worship Dale Earnhardt and NASCAR. <laughs> First of all, don't mess with Texas. Second, everything's mess bigger. with Texas all day. Everything's no, bigger no. in Texas, so I don't know. I don't, it's just, uh, like, attitude, maybe? I used to mess with Texas, this chick I went to college with. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> no, we're going to dive right in the room. In the room yeah. And he tells his story and nothing happened. This so, is my first time here. So, my name's Jed, and who, who else do we got today? Uh, I'm AJ. And, and David? Are you done introducing yourself? No. <laughs> That's like, all he needs. AJ, what? question mark? Oh, well, because I, mean, I don't know. What do you want me to say? AJ, AJ is, is one of the. OGs that knew about us, he actually gave John his recording equipment, which John never gave back. No. Yeah. So all you uh, Patreon people, you owe me like a dollar. <laughs> he wants a cut. A is what, it, what he told me is he wants a cut. He, he's going to start a second Patreon to fund the Patreon to fund his... Call it AJ's a- microphone fund. AJ's theft fund. Yeah. Here, uh, toss me a pillow there, my friend. Gotcha. We are a uh, round table sitting on the floor. And in a living room where we can't move the furniture, we were instructed to not move the furniture. So what's the first thing we do? Move the furniture. Move the furniture. Of course. It was a dumb rule, and (laughs) we've adjusted. Um, So tell me my podcast is famous and we're successful. Your podcast is probably the only thing I ever hear people talk about, ever. You're such a liar. This is... I... I... uh, I'm such a jealous person, right? I have serious character defects. Okay, you don't. Have to I tell hate. Me that. I hate. I know. I hate not. This sounds. God, this sounds so. This sounded less whiny in my head, but it. You know, recognition is nice, right? And yeah. I have real trouble uh, getting butthurt about other people's success. I think. You're like that's extra ears that could have been listening to me. I don't even know if it's that because th- then here's the thing too. It's like when I started, it was like if we have this many, that'd be awesome. And then I had this this many, and it's like it's never enough. Feed the ego monster. Oh sure. Well, it's funny you say that because it's actually something we're exploring with Rifo, um, talking about identity and all that stuff, and 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 exploring that because uh, a lot of people are tied up. Their identity is tied up in their success or who they are. Like, um, basically, they create content for identity instead of, like, from who they are. <laughs> and so we're exploring that right now. So just hearing you say that, it's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because it's something we experience, like, in the creative world overall. Now, it's not <laughs> now did you, did you yeah, say Ryko, like, RKO, like the WWE? RKO from nowhere. No, not there. It's Ryfo, R-Y-F-O, um, and it... Y-M-C-A? It's close, yes. Okay. Um, it, we don't do the dance, but we could. Um, so it's Rifo, and it's it's that name is Rifo for puns. So it's wow. No, it was not. <laughs> Come on, man. That's the only one you get. Yeah. 
<laughs> people look at it and they, they always say R-Y-F-O, and it's like, no, it's a word. We, we call, call it RIFO. Um, it came from, but never was actually stood for Rock Your Face Off. Oh, really? Uh, when they started it. Oh. So, yeah, I didn't realize that at first. And so whenever I'm talking to him and, and he's like, I'm so, it's like RIFO. And he's like, yeah, like Rock Your Face Off. And I was like, same, same exact response that you guys had. It's like, oh, yeah. That's an old um, club rolling your face off, too. I mean, that's an old oh, e- really? ecstasy club yeah, term. Yeah, well... I wouldn't know that. Rolling one. your face off for Jesus is what we're doing. Rolling yes, your exactly. Face off for so Jesus. yeah, so David Hamilton is from Rifo. All right, so he wanted. I wanted to give him uh, a chance to talk about it because no one else will. All right, <laughs> he's been he's been out here struggling alone, grinding, grinding. He's, he's the guy. He's the guy. If you want to know. No, I've talked about it a little bit, and we've we've been. God, way to blow my premise out well, of the water there. He, so he, <laughs> I, no, I, I'm setting it up for an even bigger thing. Is this is a, kind of the first step into the bigger thing? So the, the last couple of years, um, we've been really not revamping the organization, but growing the organization, and so like really fine tuning things. Um, it started in two thousand. Actually, this year's the ten year anniversary. Um, it started in 2009 as a host home network um, for bands out on the road. Um, they had a free place to stay. And so that's kind of the start of it. Whenever they sat down and they said, because uh, the overall thing, I'll start here. The overall thing is that uh, they're having a conversation. They said, there's this big gap between, we call it the, the, the divide between the church and musician community. Well, who is we having this conversation? Uh, so the founder was Nick Greenwood. Okay. Um, and I don't know who else was involved in the conversation. Is he related to Johnny Greenwood? I'm, I probably... Radiohead, Johnny Green, Radiohead guitarist. You know, I just started listening to Radiohead like last week. Not How uh, how's it been since your life changed? Um, it hasn't. It Are was. I impressed? listened to OK Computer the whole way through, and it was great. And that's it. Uh, well, <laughs> and I'm done. I was like, this is this is fantastic. Oh, and then I never went back. We gotta ask you that question too. Remind, <laughs> remind us to roundabout. We're gonna, we're gonna come back around. Yeah, I apologize okay, so, for the tangent. So I don't know who all was involved in the conversation at the beginning, but basically a group of guys were sitting around and they said, "We see this big divide between the church and musician community. What do we do? Like, how can we help to fix that?" And they they came up with a bunch of different things and they said, "Well, first and foremost, let's meet this practical need." So they started to develop this host home network for bands to stay in. And doing all that. But it wasn't the, always, the, that wasn't the only thing they wanted to do. But it was really what our identity was for the last what, 10 years. Was, was it connected to a church? Um, they were connected to um, an organization, like, uh, it wasn't a missions organization, I don't think. I don't, I don't know for sure. I came in way later after all that was gone. Um, and so, but part of all that was that they were part of one organization and then they were operating independent. And then a Four years ago or so, we came under a bigger parent organization that is a large missions organization um, called Novo. It used to be called CRM, but they just rebranded to Novo, which is Latin for make new. Um, and I'm learning all the branding and sharing all that stuff. But so, yeah. so That's the spicy meat the ball. Yeah, exactly. So, um, they, part of what we were doing and all that was we needed the support of a bigger organization to help us kind of figure out what was going on. They wanted, we wanted to go further into, I'm trying to, I've been working for the, for the organization for a couple of years and I still talk at they in, in the, I'm trying, trying to blend myself into this. We, we do this. So they, we were working on everything and trying to figure out like what we were, we knew we wanted to go beyond just the host network. We wanted to be more intentional in the lives of musicians, like connecting with musicians on a relational level, not just 
well, a quick and, hit. And so the host home thing that originally was literally just for Christian musicians, for musicians, and you would witness to them, or it was literally just like, yo, here's a place to stay. So when it started, to the best of my knowledge, when it started, it was mostly for hardcore Christian bands that didn't necessarily have a place to stay, um, that would like as, struggle as to find a place to stay just from the... the hardcore music? Yeah, hardcore. Like, yeah, hard, super Christian. Christcore, if yeah, you will. Christcore. Hard, hardcore Christian bands covered in tattoos, screaming, X-Christ, yelling, X-Christ. loud. X-Christ. All, all. And so pretty quickly after that, they were like, yeah, we're going to open this up to everybody. So okay. um, the process is not restrictive in any way. It's literally, can you prove that you are a human being in, in a band? <laughs> okay, you're in. Like, that's, that's about it. And so we don't we don't look at anybody and we don't we don't filter through music at all, which is actually something we've had to work through. A lot of bands like either won't sign with us, sign up with us or they're reluctant because they're like, Well, I do like some pretty out there stuff and we're like, We don't care. Like we like there's no filter on this. We we are a host home network for you yeah. in this practical need. Now, the idea is to be in an environment, like a Christian environment. The host homes are Christian homes, but it's not in a preachy manner. It's like being aware of possible conversations, but not trying to make conversations happen. So it's like, right. like we work with them and coach them to like look for like certain markers and things like that um, to create an environment. One cool story we have from that um, was there was a, a band that had stayed at a, a host home multiple times because that, that's happened now. Ten years in, we have bands that have built relationships with the host homes and they're like sure. family. When actually, it's kind of fun. They get kind of protective of the bands, and, and that, like, so the relationship is developed. We wanted that. Um, so this band had stayed at a home and they were like atheist agnostic. They were just like kind of open about that with the host home and everything. Um, but they they still like were open to the conversation. And so, um, they had some deep spiritual conversation. And then the next morning, the hosts went in to clean up the room that they were staying in. And the, I think it was the bass player left a note and said, Hey, I don't know if God exists or any of that stuff, but if he does, I'm not right with him. Will you pray for me? And we're like, that's that is literally uh, it. That's what yeah. we want. It's like they, they showed them the love of Jesus just by opening up their homes and showing hospitality. Right. And then created an environment where somebody who wasn't willing to have the conversation now wants to have the conversation. And so that's that was sure. the whole focus of all of, all of that. And so Yeah, I'll be honest. I thought you were going to say when he walked in the room there was like a decapitated goat head and like, <laughs> like, blood on the wall. Like they left the message scrawled yeah, in blood. blood. <laughs> I'm not going to say that hasn't happened, but we haven't been aware of any situations where that oh, okay. happened. So it could have happened, but the home just disappeared. Yeah. They, yeah. they went offline pretty quick after that one. <laughs> Who knows? So yeah, that 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 environment is what we wanted to create, and we've been working on that. But for the last couple of years, we've been kind of developing some strategy and really kind of growing and saying, like, if we wanted to go into the more personal relationship that is more immediate instead of, like, the long-term of what a host home, like, the, the multiple stays over time and building that relationship, what would that look like? And so we, we've really kind of put all that together, and we're really now this year kind of stepping into more of that um, and connecting on a more local basis. And so um, we've really stepped into what it looks like to be intentionally involved in the lives of musicians and having real conversations and connecting and coaching um, on like calling and missional 
development, you know, the way we, we call it a funnel and it's going from more general, like practical need to, to down to like more missional focus. And so spiritually guiding people into that as they take intentional steps further into everything. And so we've, we've so break that down into, into some practical examples. Oh, great. <clears throat> I've had a couple of cups of coffee, but now I've got to think about everything. So we more on like a practical level is like the host home network. And then as they kind of step into more intentional, like it's more um, connecting on a local basis. And so we have RIFO local, which is more city-based. Okay. And so it's and bringing people together there. So the main one we have right now is in Phoenix, where our executive director and several people from our team live. And so those are people that... Um, it started with people that have one foot in the church, uh, like involved in some type of church, and then also in the local scene there. So they have one foot in both worlds, um, kind of all that stuff. And they just, uh, we, we developed a role we call an artist chaplain. That, so a lot of them are doing like Bible studies, specifically revolving around um, musicians and stuff like that. And so like, it's, hmm. like somebody goes from being like, I need a place to stay to like, hey, I'd kind of like to talk about this a little bit. Like, okay. that's kind of, okay, so host home network when you're out, this is more when you're home. So, like, how can we talk about that when, when you're home? And then we're also developing different resources to connect in different capacities. One of the, the biggest things, and I say this all the time, is the number one thing we hear from musicians when they go out on tour is, I get depressed because I leave my friends and family behind and, my, like, my life that I have at home. I leave that. And then the number one thing we hear when they come back from the road is, I get depressed because I'm not on the road doing what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. (laughs) Poor rock stars. Yeah. Millions of dollars and fur. That reminds me of the the Simpsons Lollapalooza episode (laughs) where um, the Smashing Pumpkins were like, man, this makes me sad. And then Billy Corgan's like, you want to go buy fur coats? And they're like, yay! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, um, yeah, like stepping, like having conversations about that. And that's where, like, the identity conversation kind of comes along. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so back yes. to where we started and all of that is, like, um, talking about, okay, what does that look like? And then, um, you know, where are you? And, and even just being, coming alongside, not, not necessarily guiding identity, but, like, where are you at? Like, where are the fractures in that? And this is all new stuff that we're developing. I'm kind of talking a little bit ahead, so I'm not going to talk too much about it because we're still putting together what that looks like. But like venturing into that world and, and, and the messy world of all of that. Oh, I do have one plug that I could make. So we, um, we are partnering with an organization called Cope Notes, and it's a text-based mental health app, like a service. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Cool. Um, and so it's based out of Tampa, and the guy has... They a, want three represent! Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's natural. Um, so it's it, the guy has a degree in psychology. He's a touring musician, which is really cool for us to get connected to him. Um, but he worked with experts, and he built this text-based program, and it sends out a random text message at a random time, so it's not a prescribed thing where you mm-hmm. can get through it, so it's, it can come at different times throughout the day and different questions. Um, but it's and it's not just like a feel good happy thing like mm-hmm. he, I was talking to him and he's like it's literally rewiring your brain it's developed to be psychologically rewiring your brain to point out where you're thinking negatively and where oh, like cool. po- pointing you towards positive oh. stuff now, so it's a crazy cool thing so we are actually in the process of building a cohort of musicians within our network that have registered with us that have shown interest in being involved in that so that we can test what it looks like 
and kind of bring them together to where they can have an open conversation with a, another group of people that understand what in the world they're doing. Because that's one of the things that we find a lot is that musicians tend to struggle to connect with people because they don't understand the yeah. world that they're in. <laughs> yes, and so, that's, that's kind of the world I exist in as, as well. So, like, they, and even if a band signed up, they would get, like, if there's five people in the band, they'd get five different messages at five different times throughout the day. So there's a conversation okay. that can happen there. Yeah. And so that's, it's, it's a cool thing. We're really excited about that, about trying to get connected with, with that more and more and seeing what it looks like. And so, yeah, that's one thing we're rolling out this year, um, really stepping into that one. And it's, so you get in mental health, it gets messy. And so that's what yeah. we're trying to be prepared for is like, bruh. I was, was going <laughs> to say, real so messy. with like Coke notes and stuff, is that, is that more like say hello, spiritual Katie. encouragement or... <sighs> So I don't want to speak out of line for them, but I will say that the answer that I can give is yes. It's definitely spiritually based, but it's not like it's not conversion focused and all. It's it's sure. it's based in biblical truth. Is is how I think sure. I, I, the the best way that I can describe it, um, it, it, it from my understanding of conversations. So I don't know the full on extent of that. I've had you know conversations enough where like. We don't whether it was a Christian organization or not, we would be involved in this. Sure. And so that like whether what they're doing didn't necessarily like we want to go deeper with them, we want to partner deeper yeah. with them, but we weren't necessarily worried about you know to get started like gospel connection and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so which is I think one of the things that tends to happen if you're a Christian organization is it's like well how gospel centered is it and it's like yes that's great but also like it's not the only thing like. If you're going to connect with people outside of it, you kind of have to be open to things outside of that, but also recognizing the influence you can have on that. So. Yeah, yeah, you need both. <laughs> like if you're going to, you know, if you're going to have a, if a church is going to do a food pantry, they can't just give out tracks. You're going to need to actually give out food. Yeah. Like, what? what? <laughs> crazy. crazy. Bro, you are crazy. Yeah. So it's not just thoughts and prayers. It's we want to be involved in that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one of, when we got connected with that, that was one of the things I said is like, we have to have a, an after plan. Like it, it's going, the things are going to get to a point where we can't handle that. We have, we can't just drop them at that point. We have to have a, a pass off plan to where we go. One of the cool things is that one of our full-time staff members is a chaplain and like deeply involved in like actual chaplain program and, and been through training and everything like that. So she's available for that. Um, Cope Notes does have a response that can point people to resources if it gets to like like identifying self-harm or something like that they have a response for that so we have some safety built into that but it's still it's so tough like we like even finding at my job sometimes finding placement for people that just like they kind of want it they sort of don't they can't hold a job they have a disability check kind of they it's just like what do you you know, they're not really doing anything in our program. We, you don't want to kick them out because then they'll be homeless. But it's, it's so it's kind of like this apathetic limbo. Yeah, and it's like, so what do you do with that person? You yeah. know, what, like, literally. there's n- oh, The options tough. are, yeah, the options are few, yeah. you know. It's, it's so, yeah, mental health is a bitch. Like, the whole dealing with it. I mean, it has, like, when it's, when it's... The victories are really sweet, but the, the defeats are 
still working on that. I was diagnosed with depression about a year ago, and they're like, "Hey, you should do cognitive behavioral therapy." Yeah, I haven't. Um, <laughs> only because let's uh, do it right now. Let's yeah. dive into this. Yeah, I, 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 I can. I can no. We could do it. No. it's so easy. So why don't you? Uh, why don't you challenge that negative thought? No, I don't want to do that. That's dude, dumb. Come on, dude. Yeah. No, do what? challenge the thought of. So, I don't, don't want to do that. That's dumb. So Give what you're saying is, you, you want me to sign you up for Cope Notes? I, all I need is your phone number, which I have. And I can sign you up for it, and you can get a nine-day test trial for it and see what you think of it. You know, so. All right, so I'll, I'll get Honestly, that. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. Johnny, did, John, did you hear that? I got somebody signed up on the test trial. But that, so. that is one thing that's really cool is they do let you do a, a nine-day trial, and like they'll text you at the end and say, hey, your trial's coming to an end. Do you want to do this? And it's only, I, it's like around 10 bucks a month for that. And, and I'll, so, just, I'll just be like, I don't, but my friend... Ed Ain does, and here's his number, and then I'll just keep. You see, you see, smart game smart. in the system, bro. I, um, you gotta sometimes you gotta gain the system. I don't think this one will work. It's literally a text based service, so it's pulling the phone number. I'm so. gonna get a new phone number, yeah. <laughs> uh, second phone, or yeah, what are they called? Phone. Tra- yeah, trap phone, trap phone, yeah. Um, a burner, as they call uh, it. There you go. That's the word that's, I was uh, looking so for. That's very drug I, I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can take the drugs out of the dealer, but. Uh, <laughs> um, are you on medicine? No. Why not? So, so I went to a neuropsychologist back in like the end of 2017 mm-hmm. um, because um, my wife suspected that I had ADHD, and um, and so so I did it, and they were like, "Hey, you do have ADHD. Also, don't leave yet." <laughs> <laughs> But wait, there's more. more. (laughs) Um, And they were like, yeah, we think you have depression. And he was like, because you're starting ADHD medication, I really don't want you on depression medication. Yeah. What Um, was he going to put you on, Adderall? um, Well, I'm on Vyvanse. Vyvanse? Yeah. Yeah. Shit's dope. But. (laughs) I I am well aware. I'm well aware. I'm not. Honestly, I never never had to. What's funny is, shit's dope isn't me getting high. Shit's dope is I didn't get fired and I'm actually doing good at my job. (laughs) Dude, so you're a pro... The amount of amphetamines like Adderall and Vyvanse in the programmer world is astounding. And like the the major league gaming world and stuff. Anyway, but I digress. So he told you not to leave. Um, And then... um, He he was like, fuck, you're out of here, bro. Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't um, need this. I think it was, uh, it's technically not major depressive disorder, or mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, MDD. Yeah, it's, um, it's unspecified or something yeah. like that. Yep. And, like, for me, like, he was showing me some, some charts from the psyche valve that, like, it's like, hey, look, these levels are normal here, but then your self-worth is all the way over. So, it, like, <laughs> it, like, manifests itself in that, like, it, it like... It, um, he was like, it's either two things. Either you constantly get angry at the world or you constantly get angry at yourself. And it was definitely the second option. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because it's not like I go through like crazy depressive episodes of just like, I mean, I don't do anything a lot. But like it's more it's more of like, it, it's not that I'm constantly like, oh, I can't, you know, I hate myself. It's more like a matter of fact. I'm like, yeah, I suck. That's fine. What's yeah. up? You know? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like apathetic self-flagellation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so he was like, he's like, I definitely recommend a cognitive behavioral therapist. Um, and then I was going to do it. But like, like the time that I found, like, you know, that I found all this stuff out, um, we were also moving to Tampa because I did manage to land a programming job mm-hmm. in Tampa. So, um 
Um, you should do what? it. I know. Absolutely, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, I'm it's supposed something to. that once you learn it, too, and it's I think, a skill. I think about it, too, though, because, like, I was like, I don't want to be freaking, like, have unmanaged depression around my kid because I'm about to have a kid. Yeah. So. Well, so here's a question. Whether or not you're doing the, the, the therapy side yeah. of it, like, do you have conversations about it? Like, do you, like, do you, I, I, can you identify, like, the markers that might push you into that, that state of mind? And, and like, have you talked about it at all? Just, like, even with your wife? Um, yeah, we've talked about it. Um, no, we, we definitely talk about it. But I don't, I don't know about in terms of, like, what triggers it, per se. I mean, I know I can identify when it's happening. Because mm-hmm. it's literally any time that I just think negative about myself, right? Yeah. But, because it's, it's, or it's like, what it is, is it's natural to think negative about yourself, but it's easy for me to grab then, like, one thing that I might be critical about, and then go into, and that's why you don't deserve to live. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like and then, like, take yeah. that, and then just spiral down with it. Yeah. So. And I mean, the, the basic idea, all it is, is just countering your negative thoughts yeah. with, like, rational ideas. Yeah. And, like, replacing them with, so it's like... I suck. I want to kill myself. It's like, do I suck? Like, literally, no. I'm, you know, I'm about to be a dad. I have a job. Okay, these are facts. Yeah. You know? uh, and then you change the I suck to I'm not where I want to be. Sure. There are things I can change. It's just taking out the the rigid negative outlook. Yeah. Yeah. It works sometimes, though. You know, you just don't feel like it. Yeah. I'm. The, I mean, I get that, and that's yeah. where you just like. I mean, I. Yeah, I need to get back in therapy, but I, I do go to a men's group, and I talk to... I have, like, a clinical supervisor, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, because isolation definitely doesn't help that at oh, all. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Um, but that it happens. Like, it, isolation happens, and especially if you're in it, if you go into it, like, the only... You're gonna naturally want to. You're, you're not gonna want to be like, oh, out in the, in the community talking about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're gonna naturally yeah. want to close yeah. off more and more. Yeah. And so, luckily, you can kind of identify it now. Um, but I mean, that realistically, that conversation is the basis for what they're doing with code notes. <laughs> so, um, I think it would definitely be something to at least get the gears. It realistically, might be, give you the motivation you need to be. Going to meet to actually with therapists, go they to might therapy. help you with all of that. I, so. and I need your help developing an app called Coke Notes that'll send you locations of ice cold Coca Cola. Hey, that I think that's Ryan Davis. I think so. Speaking of Coke, do you want to go let him in? <laughs> Ryan Ryan got- Davis, fellow. Uh, speaking of <laughs> um, Church and other Co- drugs, Coca Cola. Um, in this instance, yes, in this instance, uh, is is coming to our to our abode. Unless he's left. Uh, Ryan, say hey. Oh, hi guys. There you go. Oh, cool. cool. We're recording again. Now remain <laughs> silent for the rest of the time. You can just yes, sit over there. Yes, on the... Now shut up. Sit over there on that couch. We can't move. Can I at least put my pants back on? No. <laughs> uh, the no. rules are the rules, buddy. The rules are the rules. House rules. What were we talking about? Are we recording now? Yeah. Oh, we were diving deeper and deeper into AJ's depression. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to do that anymore. No, let's pull him out of that funk and talk oh, about something positive. Hey, tell us about. <laughs> oh yeah, no, my the smoke uh, coke notes. Coke notes. Coke notes. No, that's the wrong direction. Fun fact: If you have a developer friend, 
don't go to them saying, hey, I have an app idea. Why? Why not? Why not? <laughs> because, one, I don't think people really realize the amount of resources. It's Well, I guess it depends. But, like, if but I like, to make a church in a lot, a lot of times people are like, hey, like, like, hey, this is like a hobby thing that you can do on the side, right? It's like, or it's like, I yes, I can make this app for you, but one, I don't think you realize how long it could possibly take, and two, how much money it could possibly take. Well, I have infinite time and infinite... The pockets are deep, all right? <laughs> the pockets are deep. It's either that or... Really, all you need is like something like Squarespace or something to do it for yeah, you. I was gonna say the Mo- tem- like template nine, apps nine are ruining out, everything. Nine times out of ten, yeah, like template sites and template apps is really all people ever need. Oh, well. Oh, you know what? No, do ask. So then, that's all I do is just make a template site. <laughs> yeah, and like charge me a ridiculous yeah. amount of money. John will pay for it. Yeah, he owes you anyway. Also, all that you, Mike money he's got. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you fall for anybody ever saying the word blockchain when it comes to like, like I don't want to talk about my, my crypto investments. <laughs> I pulled out. Luckily. That's a trap too. That word. Is I just, just buried gold in the backyard. I, that's a fine idea. That's a good idea. How's it going? Terrible. Are I you, don't have any gold. <laughs> unrelated. No gold on hand. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So where are you, where is it, so how's it been working like full-time, I guess it's, so it is full-time missions, officially? Yeah. So, uh, just to give you an idea, yeah, it is missions work. Um, I am a full-time ordained missionary. Um, How do you with, get ordained as a missionary? Well, the, you, you get ordained just like, yeah, the Pope came and blessed me with internet. holy water. No, it was the internet. No, so, um, it's just like, like pastoral ordination, I guess. Okay. Um. And Who so, are you ordained through? Through the parent organization, Novo. Um, they they do the, the whole process and all of that. And so, yeah, I've been doing it full-time since July 1st of this last year. I've been working in a part-time capacity um, while still working. I worked for the University of South Florida um, for eight years, seven and a half years. There's a six-month period I was unemployed. Um, Is that the Christian one? No. Oh, okay. USF? No, you're thinking of... Um, Southeastern. Southeastern. Yeah, I got in trouble for that smoking place. cigarettes on their campus. Well, I was like, you there's a lot church. of stuff you get in trouble for at Southeastern. Yeah, um, anyway. yeah not, not Southeastern. I did apply for a job at Southeastern, and they didn't hire me, those jerks. Yeah. When I was unemployed and needed a job, they were, did not take me in. You were too heathenistic. Um, they saw they saw your uh, whiskey collection. Well, like, that's a more recent development, which is kind of fun to talk about being a bourbon collector and also being a full time missionary. Um, some people just can't. Well, you can travel the world and collect bourbon. Yeah, it's a little bit of both makes sense to me. Um, I'm down. So it's been weird because the like the big question I get from everybody is like, how much so money you make? Where, where are you going? Oh. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you how much money I make. I'm not much right now. I'm fundraising. I'm doing my fundraising stuff, and I get about $1,500 a month right now through support of people like AJ. I yeah. am a supporter. He is a supporter. Ooh, so that's Maybe what... I should start being a supporter. Um, I need to tithe to something. Yeah, jerk. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about that afterwards if you want okay. to. Yeah, All you right. said you've got unlimited resources and everything. You need to talk very, about this. They are extremely limited. Uh, um, <laughs> so the first question I get is always, so where are you going? And it's like... Well, right now we operate in a virtual world. Like we, I'm running a website that has a host home network for people to, to in that type of thing. And so it's like I go to my sunroom where my computer is. And so Do people, people still think, oh, missions, you're going to yeah. 
people Uganda. Papua New yeah, Guinea. They're, they're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like they're literally asking me, what country are you going to go live in for the next five years? And it's like, United I'm, States. I'm not going to do that. I am traveling around quite a bit. I just was out in Phoenix so last week. Is it better to use the word, at least for those people, the word ministry as opposed to mission? Because of the connotations, I I use it. I say I'm a missionary, but I talk about the ministry that Rifo is doing. The, sure. the, we are a ministry, and we actually, even within that, we have we the conversation and everything. So I don't talk about the parent organization a lot when I'm talking about people to people about what we're doing with Rifo because it tends to confuse them. Mm, and so I sure. talk about the work we're doing with Rifo specifically, and then bring up the conversation about well, how we're connected to that organization. What kind of like costs are associated with what you do? Um. Is that a fair question? Should I pause it and erase it? No, no, no. <laughs> so the, the truth is that up until recently, the resources we needed were low. We didn't need a whole lot. It was, it's a virtually based host sure. home network. But as we're venturing into more and more personal connection and interaction, the resource needs are coming along. We, um, we're actually redoing our website right now because part of what we've had is we had a partnership with basically Christian Airbnb, which sounds weird to say, uh, but it's called Faith Stay, um, and they do host. Nice. It's, it's it's open for everybody, but these guys that did it, they like have like an insane amount of experience coordinating hosts. Like one of the guys coordinated for several Olympics, like all the host stays oh, for for the Olympics, and so they have a lot of experience. They knew what was going on with all of that, and so they were like, it's we not- we'd like to build this. They're doing it so good that Airbnb is switching their model to match more of what FaithStay is doing, with FaithStay being only a couple years old. Oh, wow. So um, FaithStay, is it like, it's just like Christian homes? How does that work? Yes, but it's op- it's, it's it's real similar to what we're doing. It's open to everybody. But it's just hosted by Christians. Hosted by Christians. Are there like Christian-specific rules? Some houses have specific rules. There are there guidelines. You can't be Presbyterian. We yeah. like something. <laughs> yeah. uh, we only serve certain denominations only. Like yeah. for us, we we have some rules that we pass along. It's more basic. Like, hey, please don't have sex in the house and don't do drugs. <laughs> like those are kind of the things. Um, yeah, I'm they, already. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I mean, we we ask yeah. for all that. I guarantee that that right. doesn't happen all the time. We want it. We more than anything, we want people to respect the homes. And, and yeah, what we right. found is that most people do respect the homes. Like they, they're more like, I'm glad I'm not sleeping in my van tonight. Yeah, and, and totally. I have yeah, a place yeah. to wash my clothes and eat a meal. Like they're more open to that. And so, um, so it's not like. Oh, these are prima scriptura Christians, so they can't go in. It's only sola scriptura Christians that can host these. Homes. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they have their things, and, and, but we have our own group within that. So Rifa has a special group that uh, our host homes are in there and our bands are in there. So it's still our network connected. All that. I you mean, have any big bands involved? They we it's a full gambit of everybody. Um, all can you name drop? We the name uh, drop. So name drop. <laughs> here's here's the, the guidelines that we have for that. We don't broadcast our band specifically because we want to create a safe oh, environment for them, unless they they've it. already identified themselves as a rifle band. All right. So I have one that I can drop that I know that we use all the time because he promotes us. Tim McGraw. Uh, it's <laughs> I was like, does it rhyme with Metallica? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, what we found is that a lot of bands that are on the higher end of all that they have the resources already available, so they don't need it. Like we have, yeah, yeah. we have one guy that signed up with us. His band is on a label, but when he tours individually, like solo, he's not he on the label, so rifle. he uses rifle yeah, for that. Okay. So it's, it's it, so and we're, cool. it, we don't. It doesn't matter. So the band is registered with us, but it's for him. Um, so Garrett from Silent Planet, 
Nice. Has Tight. talked about Rifo several times. He actually thanked us um, in one of the award speeches that he like for an award that he got one time. Um, a couple years ago. It was not a devil word, <laughs> but so he so Silent Planet is probably one of the bigger bands that we have registered with us. That's awesome. But we have the, like literally the full gambit of bands from bands that have been touring for a long time uh, that are just kind of jaded and beat up, yeah. of, to bands that are like, like hey, Emory. <laughs> yeah, Emory is not registered with us. I'll tell you that um, they I, are registered I have, in a different way. I can't go near schools. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Um, or Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I, I have talked to uh, it, it was one of the things that was funny um, on Bad Christian Toby talked about how he likes to sleep in his van like it's something he likes to do and I was mm-hmm. like so I messaged him and I was like okay I'll quit trying to get you signed up because when he goes out and does like his true man events and stuff like that he's mm. traveling by himself and I was like hey man like we, we have we, a network of homes you could stay in like I yeah. can get you signed up for it um, like, no I like camping and so I messaged him <laughs> and I was like okay I get it you like to be out on I'll, I'll quit telling you about it you know I'll quit trying to get you signed up uh, but what are you hiding, Toby? What do you what do you like to do that you want no accountability for? I imagine that his van just smells like fart the whole Probably time, not. the whole time. Um, but then we have bands that are like identifying like I want to go out on the road and like so it's creating an, an an opportunity where they wouldn't even be able to tour because they couldn't afford like even like a lot of the you know being able to stay in places. And so we have bands that are on the road specifically because they use our network to be able to have a place to stay and not spend, have that expense. And so it, it, everybody in between, we have all over. We, and um, actually, we have a guy that is, lives in Germany. He's actually a missionary over in Germany. Um, but, and he signed up for our network because um, he was thinking about doing a tour in the U.S. Right now, we're only U.S.-based. We are plan- Part of it is to, we're planning to take this. We see it as a global thing. We've been, but now we're just focused on making sure we know what in the world is going on with the, within the U.S. context so we know right. what we can take overseas. Well, so what do you what do y'all want to do? What, does your wife work? She does. She's a full-time graphic designer. Oh. Um, and she works with a couple different um, things. Well, I'm going to need that. her to design the layout for my app. And AJ, get I'm off gonna, your ass and make right. my app. I'm going to let you have that conversation. Uh, I will do the friendly discount of <laughs> 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, so she, no deal. So we, so going, getting back to like what it's like. So we went from last year. She worked at a, a in a office mm-hmm. as a full time graphic designer in office, um, and she was she. We, we knew I was making this transition. I've actually been making my transition to doing this full time for two years, almost almost three years now. Okay. Um, so we knew that. that what did you do before? Just quickly. So I was an academic advisor. Essentially, I, I helped. I worked in student <coughs> development in in student affairs at in college. Okay. And so I had my master's degree in college students. So you, have, you helped students have affairs. Got it. Yes. Moving on. That's yes. what I heard. Yep. It's, it's all I did. That was the main focus of everything. Does Rifle know about that? Um, it's not been, dis- <laughs> not been discussed before, but it's coming up. Um, so she worked in an office, and then I worked in an office. And then she actually, the plan was to get me transitioned out of my job and into this role, and then kind of get some stability, figure out what it looks like. And then for her, to, she wanted to work from home. And so. We were working on that. Well, miraculously, she gets a job, um, and she leaves, she left her job before I did, which was something that was never on our radar. And so we're like, okay, like this is like something something's going on here. This is mm-hmm. pretty cool. So she left her job in May and started working from home. And then I transitioned out of my job. Um, I commuted an hour um, and back and forth every day. Um, and work from home so we work both work from home now so our home cool. and we own a duplex 
and our renter is a um, photographer. So we were running, we're running three businesses out of our <laughs> duplex oh, wow. right now, um, which is it was a pretty cool concept and everything. So we, yeah, we transitioned into being full time. Like I, I travel, I starting to travel around more and do that type of stuff. But I've been more home based, like more focused on my fundraising stuff. I, the, the parent organization, Novo, they actually, they've been doing this for 30 plus years. And so they know kind of how to get people into the field and be able to do that. And so they, you have to set a a monthly budget and you have to reach a certain percentage of that monthly budget to even start payroll with them, to even be considered an employee. And then you have to get to a certain point to be considered full time, to be like released to go do your job. So I'm in the in-between there right now. So I'm mostly focusing on fundraising, but I'm also working full-time with RIFO, um, but I'm not considered a full-time employee with RIFO yet until I get to, it's 80%, 80% of my budget. And so I'm working on fundraising, doing that. So I stay pretty busy with all of that stuff and and then working on all the new RIFO stuff we've got going on. (laughs) Would you say you felt called to this, for lack of a better word? I will say that I felt called to ministry and that I found this opportunity as, as the right opportunity. Um, I won't say that I was called to RIFO and to minister to artists, but I felt felt pulled to dedicate my life to ministering in this capacity, yeah. in a full-time capacity. I felt called to ministry, too, and I just went to their show, and then <laughs> that was it. You know, that's, that's It's a good band. It was yeah. cool. And I, then that was it. I'm I felt called, over. felt called to the Ministry of Darkness, the Undertaker's wrestling oh. stable from the, <laughs> the late, two, uh, late 90s, Absolutely. early 2000s. RKL out of nowhere. Full circle again. Uh, which is, is realistic. I'm, I'm re-watching Sweet. that right now, and it is realistically, like... Hard to watch because it's like, oh man, this is like really, really evil. <laughs> He's like <laughs> sacrificing people. Oh yeah, and all of that. It's like, oh, I feel. You know what I watched this? Do you know what I watched that was what? like surprisingly? Like, if I had a kid and I let them watch it, I'd be so pissed. Uh, the house with the clock in its walls. Did you see that? No, I want to. Good guy. It's, a it's Eli like, Roth. It's Eli it Roth's kids movie. PG movie. Yes, it's <laughs> so satanic. Like it's so like, dude. There's like blood sacrifice, yeah. uh, necromancy. Uh, fucking. Um, there's like a so goat fun. god. Like one of the, I mean, the well, princes of, well, of, of hell. Uh, Man, this spiraled like, downhill it real quick. Anyway, real I, had, quick I, I never talked about that because I was Satan like, well, this is like good grief. I think I'd let my. I, our household's going to be is, weird. It is, it is. Our household's going to be weird. Watch it. It's, We're all it's, horror fans. It is dark. Like, dude. there's a difference in like Beetlejuice dark and yeah. like this shit. Yeah. Maybe it'll depend on the kid. Well, in one of the, <laughs> I'm going to be the Godfather and, and rescue your child from the clutches of Satan. Similarly to to AJ, my so my wife is very big into horror movies. Mm. Horror. Horror. horror horror movies horror movies she's into um, horror movies horror movies um, horror flicks and that's horrors all, and it's been an <laughs> that interesting that word is way too close it's just <laughs> it's been an interesting conversation because we're obviously very spiritual and Christian yeah, yeah. and so some people can't quite grasp that and she's also had to find her boundaries on all that yeah mine mine are rape usually like torture porn, I had to I, I really think, die. I think that like my boundaries is just am I just watching something that's 
for the sake of right shock, right? Like like I I don't mind watching extreme subject matter if if it's good. If it's yeah yeah. If it's, if it's like I'm not gonna something. watch like. A Serbian film or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or like martyrs. Yeah. yeah well, oh. I probably would watch. Haven't martyrs. watched martyrs. I haven't watched won't either. watch martyrs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We inside. I haven't. We're seen talking Serbian about watching inside. Either. I'm not going to watch inside. Yeah. Yeah. What's inside? You're, so you, it's funny because his wife recommended my pregnant wife to watch inside. Is that about like a demonic baby? No, it's no. about a woman who lost her baby that is going after another pregnant woman to, to take steal her baby. Her baby? And, it's, like. and it's like the new, it's part of that uh, French extreme oh, um, genre yeah, where dude. it's like martyrs and high tension, high tension and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. So we're going to probably watch it this weekend. Dude, it sounds gnarly. It is gnarly. But it's like... I don't know. There's like, something like, about horror that truly speaks to the human condition. It's really funny that this podcast it, somehow jumped, by the way, from Rifle. So now we're well, t- it's a <laughs> logical jump, dude. Don't well, don't don't sweat the system. That's, it's that's, part of that. So, so like she is in that world, and so I'm in the music world okay. yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. and tying to that, and like so it's like one. It, it, people tend to like not think about it as a, a mission field or anything. Like it's like. People need people to understand what in the world is like. That's that's a connection point. And so, because and I will say this, like I, about early morning or not early morning or like, being careful what I watch. I was so susceptible to movies, and I think I said this before, but I really, really, truly think I got the idea of sex being something bad from watching slashers when I was a kid, where there was always a consequence. They're very. Uh... Which which was the yeah. director like that was like the theme they were going. Yeah, for. slasher movies are yeah. often very conservative. And well, and it was always if you have yeah. sex, you were getting murdered yeah. immediately, right? And so like I don't know, I think I fucked me up, dude. That's why I'm a virgin. Yeah, <laughs> my wife is Aren't not you? happy about <laughs> it. Yeah. About but like, you know, she knows when she you was take that into. that when you take that oath of celibacy, you stand by that oath. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm not gonna let a thing like marriage get in the way of my vow. That's right. Don't let marriage. This vow is not superseded by this vow. She is pregnant. I don't know how that happened. I don't even know if I just said that. She says it's miraculous. Mom, she's not pregnant. Don't. She's not pregnant. (laughs) Or is she? Is Is he joking? Is he joking? Does your mom listen to this podcast? Oh yeah, she's not. Oh yeah. Oh, is she really? Yeah. Oh, say hi. Tune in about eight months from now and find out. Miriam is my is like one of my biggest fans. It's hilarious. Miriam was on an episode. Natalie, say hey. We're talking about uh. Hello. Pregnancy. That's actually. my wife. <laughs> yep, that's that's AJ's wife. Uh, the the charm spell should wear off any day now, and she'll realize what she's doing. That's true. <laughs> He's a beautiful man. He's a beautiful man. And no that's spell in effect, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think the modern definition is Stockholm syndrome. Yep. Fits. That is yes or delusion. So I want to. Um, so, David, thank you for telling us about RIFO. Provide us some links also. Yeah, we've got all kinds of stuff. So I, I'm on uh, on Facebook and all of that stuff. So our website is just RIFO, R-Y-F-O dot org. Um, it looks kind of basic right now, but like we're in the final round of editing for our new website. It'll be up real soon, um, and that will have a lot more information it's kind of what we were talking about. Our website used to only revolve around keeping the map alive for mm-hmm. bands to be able to find host homes. And all of the content that was on there right now was all just like secondary. The people that built the, the map for us 
They're like, hey, we also can do this. And so it's like really, really basic and not really all that functional. And we were like, we don't care. Like we're more worried about keeping the map active. So now we have a new website that actually is sharing the information about what we're doing and trying to communicate more clearly what we're doing and, and talking about our priorities and going and all that. So, so RIFO, R-Y-F-O dot org. Um, also on Facebook, Instagram. Um, if, if you're following along right now, you're listening to this way after the fact that we're all together for the Bad Christian Conference. That's right. Hell and yeah. And I'm going to be posting from there uh, on the RIFO Instagram talking about the connection points that we have and how we feel like we can connect with all of that. And so, um, yeah, all, all over the place, so you can find us pretty easily. Um, and then I have a uh, Facebook group that I specifically talk about what I'm doing. Um, it's called David on Mission. You can just search that, and then it's got a picture of me there. It's a lovely picture of me. And that's where I kind of post more about what I'm doing ministry-wise and, like, my fundraising and all of that stuff. It's kind of, like, the base for that. I don't like to post that out and sure. just, like, spam people with it. So I was like, hey, I'll invite you from time to time. And then if people come into that, then it's like, you want to hear a little bit more about that. So I used to spam the hell out of it. I, I dialed back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, with church and other dogs. Oh, dude, so bad. Everywhere. Oh, but then I was like, oh, that's kind of whack. Uh, all right, I was told also before we close out to ask AJ... Have you ever been high? Okay. Yes and no. Okay. Yes yeah. and okay. no. Okay, so okay. Formulate a plan. So like <laughs> so like so like I've tried weed probably about five or six times mm-hmm. in my life. I don't think I've gotten high any one of those times. And every single person goes, Oh, well you haven't tried the road. That's because you haven't smoked with me, right? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> says that. It's it's almost like with sushi. It's like if someone says you don't like sushi, and it's like, oh, that's because you haven't had my sushi place, you know. It's it's true though. It's because you haven't. I mean, I will get you high. I swear <laughs> to you. <laughs> well, like, so like, no, yeah, I've I've tried quite a few times. I even you know went to Amsterdam last year or t- 2017, uh, like summer of 2017. I had an edible, and you didn't get high, and I didn't get high. Amsterdam. I got edible? okay. I got my okay. My, I got tingly for about 15 seconds. I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little tingly. It's going to start happening. You know, had Scott Pilgrim on. I was ready. And then nothing. I'm going to, nothing was funnier. Not like nothing. I'm going to, I'm going to blow dart you with PCP one day, just from the bushes. I just, (laughs) (laughs) well, I just wanted to like that. Oh God. So so I was going to say technically, yes, because. The first day I was on Vyvanse, because my body's never been on anything like yeah, that. you felt an effect. I, oh, I was super euphoric. I yeah. was like, that's it. Depression and ADHD you under, are cured. You, you suddenly understood um, World War II and the 60s. <laughs> yeah. We were, I remember we were watching that morning, Gravity Falls. Uh-huh. And like, you know, I like the show. But I was like, I don't remember the writing being this clever. And this is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. And like, I was on my way to work, I was listening to August Burns Red, and I'm like, this is the, gr- I don't remember this album being this good. God, this is phenomenal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. So, so, but then after that, day two, you know, I took it, and then my body was just like, oh, this is nothing new. Yeah. And then I like, evened out to where I was supposed to be on it. So like, te- yeah, I was technically high from that, you know, the first day, but that's really it. I've never. That's so weird. I just, I wonder if, because. I don't know. I don't know anything about brain chemicals, but I'm thinking State like your theory. So I'm just thinking like if I'm supposed Are you to high be right taking, now? Yeah. yeah, I think you've been high. You, you know we're in Georgia, right? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, so like I think like 
maybe because I have like really like low dopamine levels and stuff and because I'm supposed to be taking uppers every single day, I'm already like at a spot mm. where if I take downers, it doesn't well, really do a whole lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Weed is in everything. Okay. It's it's, sure. it's literally every class depending on the strand and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, okay. Well, each I mean just it just it I mean it has psychoactive properties. It has uh, stimulant, it has depressive, okay. it has. Uh, I'm learning so much. Anti anxiolytic. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it could have just been. I mean, obviously, yeah. just by the helps, fact that helps you with took constipation, you yeah. took uh, <laughs> that you took. Vivance and you felt it, obviously you can. It would, yeah. You might just, you know, you might just have a real high natural tolerance. I don't know. Yeah. And people are like, oh, well, did you like really like, you know, inhale with every hit and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, I was coughing my lungs out. Like, turns out also that that's a. Uh, I was ejecting weed directly yeah, in my face. It is. Wife's tale, if you will. Yeah. It is. It is. A, it's one of those yeah. myths. Um, it, it literally gets absorbed within the first, you know, two huh. seconds. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, but, I just. I've never smoked it, so I would. You're going to learn today. Oh, well, maybe... I'm just kidding. So there was one time... Well, no. <laughs> maybe I, you will. Yeah, no, I did I get a contact high at a Metallica concert. Though. Oh, okay. Like, very much like, oh, hey. like You you and Lars made eyes, and he, he was like, oh, yeah, that dude's feeling it. Yeah, that guy right there. <laughs> he knows right what's there. going on. <laughs> this one's for you. Yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, he said there was this one time. Oh, that... um. I had the best sleep of my life that night because I like, mm. I like pretty much my, uh, we were visiting friends in New York and like he smokes it. That's like his equivalent of a nightcap. Yeah. So I was like, sure, I'll smoke with you. Yeah. And then. Like still, how much did you smoke? Um, I don't know. That time was, well that, that time wasn't maybe like, maybe like five or six hits. Hmm. Is that, is that like enough? That's like, mm, you should have felt something. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to be there. Well, who knows? Right? There's probably a bunch to, of out, I, like, out, I, like variables involved. Like, I'm pretty certain that I could rig up uh, a trash can gravity bong and just get you just completely, completely annihilated. I'm pretty sure I have faith in my ability. I, I never yeah, know. I believe. Yeah, I do <laughs> believe. If there was anybody, yes, <laughs> it would be yeah. you. This but. sounds like immersion therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Go in yeah. on this one. Oh, that's funny. Hey, but I, that night I had the best sleep of my life. Yeah, I, you know, you know, went out like a light and didn't even dream or anything. And just it felt like thirty seconds that I just closed my eyes, woke up, and it's the morning. I mean, and that yeah. was nice. There, there is there. I mean, there absolutely is. You know, yeah. Everybody's brain chemistry is massively different. So yeah. who knows? It's probably just a, a tolerance thing, though. I don't sure. know. Like I said, one day just. I'm just gonna <laughs> dart you in the neck and you're just yeah. Now nah. every mosquito bite you're gonna wonder. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that was me. That was it. Alright, well, uh, so everybody check out David on Mission, ryfo.org. Uh, send us an email, churchfamilydrugs at gmo.com if you um, can think of inventive ways to get AJ high. And join us on <laughs> patreon.com slash church and other drugs. We'll probably do a Patreon episode while I'm here too. Might as well. But alright, later. Say goodbye, fellas. See ya. See ya. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye. Say goodbye, Kaylee. You can put your pants back on. <laughs>
Why, 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 why